Hello, I'm Richard Grand. Welcome to a new show that we're going to be doing here on Firefall Talk Radio called Rewind, where we take past broadcasts of and reshare them with you. More than likely, most of these shows will be from past episodes of Reflections in the Dark. If you don't know what that is, from 2010 till about 2020, Reflections in the Dark was what I believe the seminal show about the supernatural, the paranormal, prophecy. We were one of the first people out there, and we covered it all from a biblical perspective, and we weren't afraid to make it measure up to Scripture and even challenge some of the guests that we had on the air. We haven't had the show just mostly because of time, and and there seemed to be just a lack of interest. But if this triggers a renewed interest in you, if you'd like to get back to basics, even with Reflections in the Dark, you write us. Go to firefalltalkradio.com, use the contact button. Let us know, and Joe and I will talk about it. We, we have two shows that we're going to work on as more episodes of Rewind, one with Patrick Heron, the author of a number of books, who has long since gone on to his reward, and also Dr. Chuck Missler, who has also passed away and is in paradise. We'll be sharing those with you in the weeks to come. We're going to start things off with... The Friday night session of the very first Sea Conference we did in Groton, Connecticut in 2011 at the Seaport Community Church. We were blessed to have Pastor Brad Whipple and his wife Deborah to host us the first night, and she's the one leading the music at the beginning here. Hopefully I'll be allowed to leave that in there. And also on drums is SRT's own Joe Citrone. But I felt led to use this because you've heard a lot of this before. I've built upon it over the years. I think good information and good knowledge is a framework to build upon and continue to enlighten and inspire. So I'm going to share that Friday night with you. When we got there, we couldn't get my laptop to hook to the PowerPoint, to the screen, So finally, I just closed the laptop, set it down, and what you're about to hear just came flowing out of me through the power of the Holy Spirit. All the research, all the studying, all the work that I had done was still inside of me, but we just let it flow. And hopefully, it'll get things started, and you'll want to hear more, and we will continue this concept. Like I said, you reach out, you let us know, so let's get right to it. Here we go.
vibrations. Ancient aliens, they talk about it. They even talk about the shofar. Talk about the ram's horn. They talk about what it represents. Yeshua, Jesus. Talks about the ram caught in the thicket, the substitute sacrifice. Not making excuses, but this is, I've cut a new mouthpiece and I'm praying that I honor God with what I do. So the idea here is to clear the air. See, the shofar does a couple of things. It's called a worship. It would let the tribes know it's time to come to the tabernacle or go to the edge of Mount Sinai. It's called praise. It's also called war. The call of war, one long blast. And that would tell the tribes, scurry, go find your tribe. Whatever your assignment is, go there. Get ready. There's an enemy coming. The church, the enemy's already here. Though he was defeated on Calvary, he's a terrorist and refuses to submit. I've been living this for 22 years. I've never seen demon, spirit, fallen, angel, fallen, watcher not do what they're told to do in the name of Jesus. Some of it we have video and picture evidence of. Some of it I will share, some of it the Lord's not allowed me to share. But tonight, we're going we're gonna to enter praise. We're going to worship. I get done blowing the shofar, musicians are going to take off. And here's my goal and my desire for you. If you don't know who your Abba is, Abba means Papa, means Daddy. When we say Our Father, who are in heaven, that wasn't what Jesus taught them. He taught them to say Abba in the Aramaic, Papa. Daddy, the stroke of Pharisees crazy. We're going to start out and then we're going to go see Dad.
be seated. You may be seated. You may get back up again. I don't know. We're free-flowing. This is what we call our reflections in the dark. We're going to freestyle. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit have its way. You want to know about the supernatural realm? I can tell you. I can tell you from that book. That's why you came. You came because you want to learn about the supernatural realm. You want to find out what's going on out there. Well, I'll tell you what's going on out there. The church isn't doing its job. See, a heavenly angel always has E-L at the end of his name, which means he's of God. Satan, what he did was so bad, it was declared his name would never be spoken again. So they call him the adversary, Hasatan in Hebrew. That's what they call him. That's what we call him. The accuser who stands at the edge of one of the heavens because he had not access to the throne room since he fell and accuses us and screams at the throne room, screams at the Father. Did you, did you see what your children did? That's what he does. Jesus outside of time. Well, how do we know that? John 1.1. 1, 1. He was in the beginning with God. The Word. The Word was in the beginning with God. It's a hard concept for our natural minds to understand. An infinite, omnipotent, omnipresent God when we try to understand Him. In the beginning was the Word. The living Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And life was the light of men. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. Light. Genesis 1. What does it say in Genesis 1? When God spoke at the beginning. See, let's go back to the beginning. We want to understand the supernatural? Let's go back to the beginning. I'm going to take you some places tonight. Let me shock you. You didn't know it was in the Bible. You didn't know that God talked about the Genesis 1. In the beginning, God, Elohim, plural, created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh of God, was hovering over the face of the waters. And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And throughout the rest of that chapter, he says, let there be. And the stars were happening. Let there be, and the angels happened. Let there be, and everything happened. And he created things by the spoken word. Science has proven that. There's a young man in the Midwest that for his senior thesis proved that creation was spoken into existence by sound and light, by electromagnetism. The planets sing a song. The earth sings a song. Your DNA sings a song that is specific. To you, that if the government can, and hopefully will not, record your DNA, they'll be able to find you anywhere in the world at any time. Because your frequency is so specific that it's just yours. They call it a fingerprint. So but there was one creation that he didn't speak into existence. There was one creation that he did something different with. That creation was man. And let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female. 
Going down to Genesis 2, verse 7, The Lord God formed of the dust of the ground, out of the clay, which in the Hebrew is Adam, which is where we get Adam from. I want you to picture this. Almighty, omnipotent God, all-knowing, speaks everything into existence, including the earth and everything on it. And with all creation watching, the angels, the birth, everything he's created, the Lord God Almighty, and forms and molds Adam out of the clay of the ground. And then he does something more. He leans in close to what the Jewish rabbis preach and teach. He leans in close and he breathes divine CPR into the nostrils of Adam and literally inflates him and what he breathed into him was soul and spirit. So now you have this clay creation we call Adam has just been formed and made into the image of God. That is one of the most personal, intimate things that you could possibly think of. The Almighty God, the one the angels sing worthy to. The one simply afraid to speak His name. Got down and made us. Amen. But then He did something more. What the rabbis teach, and what Scripture does teach when you dig hard enough. So He takes the blood. Leviticus 17, 11, the life is in the blood. Well, we know that. What happens when you have no more blood? But in that blood, he creates cells. And in those cells is something called your DNA. That Russian scientists have proven acts as a transmitter and a receiver. And that 90% of what's in your DNA is not usable See, to understand the supernatural realm and why we're having an influx of ghosts and demons and supernatural events has to do with your DNA. Has to do with the way God designed us. See, because that DNA acts transmitter and receiver, but actually what these Russian scientists have proven is it acts as a network that they call attached to the universe, but that wasn't what God designed it for. See, God designed Adam to be in permanent communication with him. That's what he designed it for. He designed us to be in permanent, perpetual communication with him. That's the act of a loving father who always wants to be near his kids, who always wants to be able to talk to his kids. If you've got kids and you can't see them, for whatever reason, it's awesome to hear their voice. My family and I celebrate a Friday or Saturday uh, Sabbath, and then, you know, we will fellowship on Sunday. But we do something called Shabbat. And at the end of Shabbat, we sing something called the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. They sing the Shema. It's been sung since Aaron and Moses. And there was one night that as we began to sing it as a family, I began to weep. And when I stopped, my wife said, what's wrong? I said, all over the world, the father's hearing from his kids. Somehow every Friday night, dad gets a call. See, that's why we were designed the way we were. But then something happened. The adversary hijacked the transmission. 
First we cut it off, and then like Wi-Fi on a router that has no firewall, he stole it. He hacked into it. That's basically what he's done. And out of that, over 2,000 years, we've gotten to where we are now. So to understand the supernatural realm, to understand what's going on around you at all times, and you just can't see it, got to go back to the beginning. You have to understand who you are, or at least who you were intended to be. See, because what happens is, God Almighty sits on that throne, Jesus sits on the throne, the Holy Spirit is all around them. Fire, holy, I mean, it's awesome in the Spirit, the way it's described in the Bible, and the way the prophet Enoch in 1st Enoch describes it. But it's everywhere, and it's awesomeness, and it's so much holiness that the human being cannot stand it. But he sits there, and the, and the angels sing worthy. Holy, holy, holy. And the 24 elders sing worthy. And this is going back and forth, and it's not happening in harmony. What's happening is, you have non-stop sound around God at all times. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. I took those two sections, I recorded it. Then I altered my voice seven different times. And then I took those seven different times and I put them into one file. And then I took that one file and I laid it on top of each other seven or eight or nine times. When you play it, all of a sudden, holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 Lord God. Holy, Continues. I hope you get what I just said. 
clay, red earth clay, can contain life. So when he knelt there and made Adam out of the clay of the earth and breathed spirit and soul within him, when we got disconnected through sin, we lost the spirit part of us. We became soulless flesh. But, because it was encased in this, we were redeemable. That's why the fallen angels are not redeemable. They are just spirit men. When they fell, there's no other option. So if you hear of somebody that says, oh, I have, a, I have an angel that speaks to me. And he's admitted he's one of the fallen, but if I help him, he can get back in God's grace. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that one over the last four years. It's a lie. They cannot be redeemed. So then where did all of this stuff come from that we're experiencing over the last couple of thousand years? Where did all this supernatural activity came from? What was something else scientists discovered? Now, isn't it amazing? how the scientists go out of their way to disprove God, and all they do is prove Him. <laughs> have you ever seen that image of the atom? You have that little dot in the middle, and you have that thing spinning around on the outside. Uh, nucleus proton, I think that's called. Well, that, I just call it the spinning thing. I didn't do well in science. Well, normally what they found out was, by accident, they're staring down at this. They've broken things down to the subatomic level. And they're staring at this mass of gas. And all of a sudden, this thing starts to appear. And starts to spin around. And when they're not looking, it's not there. And what they discovered was, somehow, it knew somebody wanted to see it. And that's what made it appear in this reality. Intention. What is the intention? What is the intention of your heart and your mind? All of these orbs people are talking about, all of these things that people see, you know why they're being seen? Just because people want to see them. The electromagnetism of our DNA pulls them into this reality. So once again, whose fault is it? Ours. It's just the way it is. And a young lady, one of the pictures that I would have shown you, and I'll put it on the website, she reached me long distance. She had become fascinated with the paranormal. On her computer, she found a website where you can watch graveyards 24-7 to see if you see anything. And she'd leave her computer on. One day she sends me a picture. Her kitchen is filled with what we know to be spirit orbs, which is different than dust and bugs and other things. But the better part was her computer monitor. There's a swirling mist coming out of the computer monitor and attaching itself to the Indian dream catcher. And then she was picking them up on her cell phone. They were leaving messages. And then every recorder she had in her house, these voices were leaving messages. So I led her to the Lord, changed her life. And she disconnected them. Now she disconnected them, she didn't want to see them anymore. She didn't want to hear them anymore. And sooner or later, there was no attraction. There was no pull. You want to stop what's going on in your life? Stop doing what you're doing. Doctor, doctor, it hurts when I do this. Don't do this. Because the choice starts with you. Some of you may not have understood the praise and worship. A bunch of us 
Looney Tunes, praising a living God. Well, I'm praising the one who died for me. I'm praising the one who gave me back the family and I threw away. I'm praising the one who, who changed my life and, and set me free. Amen. My intention is for him. I want to hear him. I want to feel him. I want to be in his presence. We were created to be in his presence. Bible says in his presence is the fullness of joy. If you have no joy in your life, change who you're hanging out with. It also says that he inhabits the praise of his people. Well, if you understand everything I just said about electromagnetism, you'll understand why. Because here we have this master signal. Control room, we call the throne room. And then we have us, our DNA, transmitter, receiver. And at the right time, when we set our hearts and our minds on him, the two signals line up. And that's when the air stops. And maybe you weep, or maybe you laugh, maybe you dance. Maybe you just can't move. Maybe you fall down on your face. Whatever it is, at that moment, we have it happen here with the air to stop. Wait. The reason some of you don't hear the voice of the Lord at all or anymore is because you make the call and you hang up before he picks up. Wait. You feel the connection. He doesn't answer what you say, so you disconnect. Wait. Your intention, your heart, your DNA, when it connects with him, here's the other thing they found, these Russian scientists. Here's the other thing they found. Once the connection's made, there is no disconnect. And they compared it to an unprotected router that's been hijacked and you can't disconnect it. When the energy, when two energies connect to one another, something happens. And even when they pull apart, there's a memory still attached. And what they did in one of these tests was... They took a swab of DNA of one of the scientists. They developed it, put it in a petri dish, found a way to attach measure, measuring devices to that dish. And then they took that scientist into another room on the other side of the building. And then they inflicted pain, slight pain on the scientist. And what they discovered was the DNA in the dish recorded his pain because the two cells are still communicating. Now how does that apply to you? When God created Adam, he also created someone else called Eve. And he created Eve out of Adam. Basically the same. If I was going to use two colors, one's a blue and one's a lighter blue. Same blue. And he created us to become one. Man and wife shall marry, leave their parents, and cleave together. Become one. And what happens at that moment... If you understand energy field, if you don't, I'll explain to you. What happens when energy fields merge? They mesh together. Have you ever grafted something in your garden that belonged together? After a while, you can still see the curve of where they came together, but they're one. So they've now become one. Why? So that one can worship the one together. Now what happens when you have sex with somebody outside that commitment? Not that anybody would do that, but what happens when two people who have no intention of staying together 
in scientific terminology, merge their fields. When they come apart, they leave pieces of themselves behind. In ministry, we call them soul ties. It's why you could have been with somebody when you were 18, walk through the mall, see a specific sweater, and have a sense memory at that moment of what took place in the back of that car, what song was playing, how you felt, what was going on around you, because by the way, your DNA recorded it. Why do we have so many people tormented right now in 2011? We violated our design. <coughs> and the more we violate, the more we corrupt something. It's like a computer. If you have a computer, which most of you probably do, and you put in bad software, or the hard drive gets corrupted, it gets to a point eventually where it can't be fixed. And then you have to wipe it clean and start over. He didn't design us that way. The only thing that sets us free is the blood of Jesus. And what happens through the blood of Jesus? Remember what I said about the blood. Remember what I said about Adam breathing, God breathing into him. Remember I said Jesus was the one who spoke them into existence. You get reconnected back to the source. See, the reason many of the people I know have no authority in their life, you're not plugged in. You understand that about your TV? You understand that about your toaster? You understand when your cell phone battery goes die, you can't use die, you can't use it. You're not plugged in. It's as simple as that. If you believe in ghosts, well, you don't believe in ghosts. Doesn't change the fact that something is happening. If you believe in demons or don't believe in demons, it doesn't matter. Whether you believe that they're fallen angels or whether you believe that they're the offspring of the hybrids created by the angels in Genesis 6 in the flood, doesn't matter what you believe, they're still there. Remember when you were a kid, you covered your head, something scary in the room, if it can't see me, I can't see it, it's okay? It really doesn't work. So really, if you want to understand the supernatural realm, you need to understand you. You want to stop what's going on in your life? Then you need to understand you. It's really that basic. All of those answers are right here. As we did praise and worship, I had 95 slides, PowerPoint images, all this other stuff. And then I realized, you know what? You could find all that information for yourself on the internet. What you really needed was to get down to basics. Here's why I think the church is the way it is. And forgive me if I step on any pastor's toes. I know we have been here. And I don't believe that they're the ones that this applies to. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be in here. If the church were a computer system, we need to wipe the hard drive and reboot it. We need to get back the original operating system. Because the operating system we're operating under is corrupted. It ain't working anymore. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I get calls from all over America, from all over the world. Can you come help me? My family's being under attack. My children are possessed. This person, this is happening, that's happening. Why don't you call the churches in your area? Well, they either don't know anything about it or they don't want to deal with it. I mean, how many people here know somebody 
that deals with demons, that casts out demons, that confronts them, that changes people's lives. Probably a handful of people. A handful of people. I sit in my office and I weep because I can't get to those people. And I weep because there should be somebody in their town who should believe who Jesus is. <coughs> That's what it should be about. There should be somebody in that town that has the faith of a child that believes who Jesus is. I'm no different. In fact, I'm less special than anybody here because I know it. The Bible says he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He used a donkey to stop the madness of a prophet. Here I am. Foolish donkey. But I remember what I was like five minutes before I got saved. I remember what I was like sitting alone in my apartment in New York, no family. My family's in Florida because I threw them away. I remember what it was like sleeping in a bed full of crystals. I remember what it was like, how alone I felt. The emptiness in my heart, the occult, the new age, none of it did anything for me. Russ said, power, I have more power now through the name of Jesus and through the authority of my father than I ever had before and I was jacked up. Some of you came here looking for something. But you weren't sure what you were looking for. You come to this conference to hear Russ talk about what the enemy is doing, what they're getting ready to do. I'm going to tell you what. I open. L.A. is going to tell you about the, the deception that we so willingly accept. Have you noticed the amount of television shows, movie shows, video games, everything about aliens, human hybrids, vampires, zombies? But there are right now 15, 15 reality shows that deal with the paranormal. 15. That wanted you to believe it's okay to chase ghosts. It's okay to talk to them. They're your friend. They're not your friend. And if you think it's your Aunt Martha or your Uncle Harry who's showing up to talk to you at night, you have one or two problems. Either it's not Uncle Harry or Aunt Martha, or Uncle Harry and Aunt Martha didn't go to paradise. And they went into the outer darkness. Because what I have discovered is that there's a rip going on right now because the paranormal people, and there's some in this room, and, and I don't mean to offend you, but maybe I'll shock you. You ever scream in your window? You keep poking holes through it. What happens? The bug's on the outside and now on the inside, correct? There's been so many holes poked into that spirit realm. There's rips, entire rips. I know because my team and I have closed three of them. The Lord has sent us to areas to close what people call portals. These orbs, I cannot believe I see Christian churches on their website, pictures of orbs, thinking that these are angels. Angels have come to visit them, and they're jumping up and down, and they want the orbs to touch them. Clue, heavenly angels still connected to the throne room still have a body. The angels that don't have bodies that have to manifest as balls of light are the ones that are no longer connected to the throne room, which means they are fallen. And if you go to supernaturalresponse.net, I posted a couple of pictures of these orbs because inside of them, 
our faces. And the last time we were here, in another area of Connecticut, we had one giant orb, after it had been told to leave in the name of Jesus, snarl, and was surrounded by many other faces inside that orb. And I get pictures with people all over the United States saying, what is this? Well, this is dust. This is moisture. This is a spirit orb. I'll show them the face inside of it. It's not a good face. They're never happy. You know, it's not like the postcard. Wish you were here. If any of them are humanoid inside those things, they are tormented. Most of the time they're not human. If you know people doing everything I just said in love, you need to sit them down. And here's what they're going to tell you. Well, there's no harm in it. Did you ever hear the story about the scorpion and the frog? The story basically goes like this. Frog, you know, the scorpion wants to get to the other side. Asks the frog for a ride. Promises he won't sting him. About halfway across, he stings them. And as they're getting ready to drown, the frog goes, Why? I'm, I'm a scorpion. This is my nature. It's what I do. Sooner or later, these people that you know that are doing this will be calling us, or calling somebody else you know. Because this wood, right now, is recording everything I just said. Everything in nature records. So when these spirits imprint themselves, they don't leave unless you disconnect them. The rocks, when Jesus said the rocks would cry out, if these people didn't praise me, he meant it literally. When Joshua told the children of Israel, these rocks will record your decision, he meant it literally. Because they found out that those electrons and everything in there record. Record sound. What is sound? What is light? Light is sound you can see. Everything in your house is being recorded. Everything you're doing in the quiet of your room that you think nobody knows about, well, God knows, but your room knows. Have you ever gone into a house that there's been a lot of evil, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of heartache, and you can feel the heaviness, you can't wait to get out of there? What you're feeling is what's been going on in that house. Music. They found out Dr. Emoto. Scientists found out that water records what you do. He played Beethoven into water. He froze it. What he got back were images of beautiful crystals. A man named Dr. Hans Jenny, a scientist, created a machine that did the same thing, but with sand and loose <coughs> salt-like things. And they would put sound into this oscillator, and it would create these beautiful snowflake images. He actually spoke to alphabets into that oscillator and it wrote the letter in the sand. One was Hebrew and the other was Sanskrit which came from the Sumerians which was the area where the fallen settled. Who would know about sound and language and how it imprints us. So that when you say to your kids great job, it imprints their selves because we are what? Mostly water. But when you look at your kid and you say you're worthless and you'll never amount to anything or if you've ever had somebody say that to you your body recorded that. And sooner or later, your DNA agrees with it. And then your brain agrees with it. And then your life agrees with it. That's the supernatural realm. You live it 24-7. You just didn't know it. So what's the answer to that? You have to make the choice. I made the choice. 
I said to you on October 9, 1988, in a church in Tallahassee, Florida, Pentecostal Holiness Church. Now, you're looking at a kid that was raised Roman Catholic in New York. I'm now in a church in Tallahassee, Florida. Tongue-talking, hand-raising, demon-chasing, aisle-running church. And how Lord got me there was that I walked out of my family. My wife moved to Tallahassee where her brother was a minister of music in the church with a pastor who's now my spiritual father who understood what I was doing and what I was going through. And my wife used the old guilt thing to trick me into going to church. Said, if you don't go, Jesse won't go because when I would go to visit them, so I would go to church. And even though I was demon-possessed and living in darkness, I knew when I would be birth of the flight. Because what is darkness? It's the absence of light. It's nighttime right now. That nighttime doesn't push through the windows and push back the light, does it? What happens? The light goes out and pushes back the darkness, correct? Remember what it said, John 1.1? 1, 1, the darkness could not overcome it. I knew that there was holiness in that church, sort of the things inside of it, and wanted to get me out of it. But by doing that, God began to show me his love. And he put me in a place where I had to make a choice. Came to my senses. Sitting in that church, realizing everything I ever wanted in life was a family. My father had walked out on me, I walked out on my son. All I ever wanted was family. And I threw it away. All I ever wanted was the love of the father. My father rejected me. My Heavenly Father was the Father I was looking for. Amen. And that's what I got back at that moment. When I stood up and I made a decision to walk to that altar and kneel down. My brother-in-law was the minister of music. He didn't come running down to the altar and say, let's grab that fish where it gets away. Walked down to the altar, knelt down in front of me. What are you doing here, Richard? You made me make a choice. Said so I've thrown away the only thing of value in my life. I need to save you. I need somebody to save me. That's all I had to do. 18 hours of torture. They nailed him to a cross. They bled him. Killed him. And all I had to do was kneel in an altar. I know this wasn't what you thought you were coming here for. You thought you were coming here for a seminar or something on the supernatural. What you don't realize is that's what I just did. You want a supernatural life? Then hook up to the source. Hook up to the Creator. Get your life in harmony, in tune with God, there's only one way to do that, and that's through Jesus. Sorry, I didn't make the rules. He did. You may disagree with me. I'm not the one you're going to stand before at the end, so it really doesn't matter what you think of me. Because when you get to the end, when it's all over, he's going to look down at you from the throne. Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Do you belong to him? If not, then he realizes you made a choice. He doesn't have to make a choice. You made it for him. You want to see Groton change? You want to see this nation change? We need to reboot the church. We need to reboot the upper room. We have got to get back to what those people had. Were they perfect? No, absolutely not. 
They fought and they had all the problems every church has. But they had something we don't have. One heart, one mind, one accord. They came into agreement about something and that was this. I don't know what your philosophy is on rapture, if it's pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Like uh, L.A. says and another guy, Patrick Kevin, I'm pan-trib. It'll all pan out in the end. Whatever it is, I'm all for it. If he wants to come back before, great. If he wants to come back in the middle, great. If he wants to wait till the end, that's his choice. I can't change that. But what I can change, am I going for that ride? I am. What are you going to change? What's going on in your life right now that's put you into a place that you believe you need help with the supernatural? The supernatural is your destiny. Listen to what I just said. Jesus said, it is better for you if I go to the Father, for greater things shall you do, because I will send the Helper, the Parakletos in the Greek, who proceeds or literally emanates from the Father, which we know is the Holy Spirit, which means he sent the creative power of Almighty God to us so that we could be naturally supernatural. That's your answer. Whatever the question was when you came here tonight, that's your answer. Whatever miracle you were looking for, that's your answer. Whatever your need is, that's your answer. And I know some of you are saying, well, it's not that simple. Well, really it is. I'm living proof of that. LA's living proof of that. Russ is living proof of that. Well, you've got, you're just a bunch of old guys. You're from a different time. Things are different now. Sin is sin. They may have changed the package. Packaging is the same product. Yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus that saved me, will save you. The same Jesus that gave me back my family, will give you back and restore whatever the devil stole from you. Because that's what a dad does for his kids. If you have a need, whatever it is, I don't care who you are, how old you are, how young you are, Whatever your need is, it can be met right here, right now. Whatever was done to you, unfortunately can't be undone. But what can't be undone is the pain that you feel, the scars on your heart, the words that have wounded you, that have been imprinted upon you. I know because he did it for me. And then he did it for my kids. Because you got to remember, my oldest son, Jesse, was about the same age I was when my dad walked out on me. It took some time to be healed because as with most kids in a broken relationship, they always think it's their fault. They always think, why wasn't I good enough for mom and dad to stay? stop picking the mates and the boyfriends and the girlfriends you're picking? Change your programming tonight. Get rebooted. Let's erase those soul ties. Let's set you on the path of your destiny. Let's set you on the path of what it is that your Father wants for you. Father, in the name of Jesus.
by the living blood of the Lamb. I come before you as your son, right here and now, whoop, as your representative. And so 